You're listening to A Fresher Take, Student Advice Show. You're listening to A Fresher Take. I'm Joshua Korberhoffman and with me, as always, Arjun Dodger. Arjun, just have a listen to this. Welcome back. You're listening to a fresher take on CamFM 97.2. And we're live for the first time. This is our first radio show, our debut show, a fresher take. So what is it about? It's a student advice show. We've been getting emails all week from, uh, they've been flooding in from uh, students across the globe asking about their dilemmas, student-related dilemmas. They're in a pickle, they're in a sticky situation. And they basically want me and uh, a guest each week to help out with their problems. They uh, thought of no one better to come to than a live show on Cam FM 97.2, the most listened to radio station in the UK. That is a joke. Right, so today I am with a guest. I'll introduce myself first and then we will introduce my guest this week, my lucky guest. I am Joshua Corber Hoffman. I'm going to be the host of A Fresher Take on Cam FM every Thursday at 5 pm. I am a student at Cambridge and I have absolutely no qualifications whatsoever to be answering your questions. So luckily for me, I've got a much more qualified guest here with me today. Please welcome Arjun Dodia. Hello Arjun. Hello. Uh, I'm not I'm no more qualified than you. In fact, I think the best thing to do with my advice is to not listen to it, to do the opposite and then you'll probably succeed. Right. I think that, that is- I was under the impression that you were fully qualified <laughs> oh, uh, student oh, counsellor. Oh dear. Yeah, no, I think you got the wrong guy. Well, uh, Arjun, who are you? Tell me, who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? Uh, I am a history student at Cambridge, um, and I'm here because I just, <laughs> just... Because I jagged you along. Yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. Absolutely. I'd <laughs> say no. So exactly. Well, I think we're going to play you another song. And then I think we're going to dive straight into our first question, um, which is quite an interesting one. We'll raise a lot of issues um, and we'll get the show on the road. But for now, here's Simon and Garfunkel. Wow, you broadcasting. They just don't do it like that anymore, do they? <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, the intro to the first ever The Fresher Take show, um, season one, episode one. And I actually had forgotten that the plan initially was to, for it would just to be me and I'd have a guest, different guest every week. I'd wormed my way in. And I got that contract signed. I, got, I saw the, the financial opportunity and I thought, wow, can't pass up on this. Um, that was really nice. I liked the, um, you know, this was, you telling everyone that you'd made a joke. Just I know, that was, that was <laughs> uh, I'd forgotten how I was just panicking in that first segment. But. Well, I mean, in that episode, we, we kept we had lots of like, verbal tips, right? We, there were certain things that we were struggling with in terms of speaking. And I think that we've hopefully gotten better. Maybe we're going to revert back to our old ways, having just listened to that. Yeah, there was a lot of I means and you knows and verbal fillers the entire time. But hopefully we've learnt to iron them out. <laughs> but yeah, so the reason I've played you that is because this is the finale of A Fresher Take for year one. So it's the finale of a fresher, of us being freshers, hosting a show about freshers. So next year, there'll be a a new direction, probably, for a fresher take. We might rename it. We might do something different with the show. But I thought, today, let's just talk about 
how the show has gone and how our first years have gone because it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride in terms of the variety of, of Cambridge experience that we've had. So I thought, why don't we start by answering some questions that we've had over the course of the show and seeing just really brief answers and just seeing how. So what I've done is I've gone through the first 10 episodes of a fresh take that we did on the radio. And this is from, I think, October um, 2019 to now. And I've written down, Arjun, what your advice was for each of these questions. <laughs> and I want to see whether your advice is different. So I wonder if you can remember the first ever question that we got. And this was on the first episode, the first question. Do you remember what you named them? Emma. Emma was one of the names in the show. That is a great memory. You actually named them Cameron. Cameron asked, I have some really nice friends, but they don't share my sense of humour. I like to make risque or politically incorrect jokes, but every time I say one, they look at me in disgust or call me out. This is really affecting my comedic self-esteem. Should I find some new friends who laugh at my jokes or stick with this really nice group and accept that I will never make anyone laugh again? Arjun, do you remember what you said? Or rather, what would you say now? Well, I actually got a message from Cameron a few weeks ago. And a, a big member of the alt-right. Um, so <laughs> clearly my advice is terrible. No, I, I suppose I think that... I think I seem to remember suggesting to Cameron that he probably needed to reevaluate his sense of humour. And I would think I would still double down on that. Um... I think I remember saying something along the lines of watching sitcoms to try and cultivate a new sense of humour. And I still think that's cracking advice, quite frankly. Um, and, you know, I've watched a whole bunch of sitcoms since then. So I'm, I'm now a even more hybridist combination of lots of stuff. What did you say back? What did you what was your advice? So I can't remember exactly what I said. I think I must have said something like, yeah, you need to stop making these kind of jokes because um, they're not acceptable. But the advice that I wrote down for you was that you said Cameron needs to find a drinking society to perform his jokes to. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and I'm so right. I'm so right. I bet he's, he needs to become like a member of the pit club, right? <laughs> and four weeks in, you're already acutely aware of the, of the Cambridge <laughs> culture of where, where Cameron fits into it. Okay, so the second episode, the first question was from someone that we named Logan. And the question was, I can't dance. I've been told I, can, I can't dance by various people. And although I always laugh it off, I'm actually quite upset. I thought I had some moves, but apparently not. How do I improve my dancing? You had a very this specific is, tip. <laughs> this is, I, can, I know exactly what I said. And it is just proof that I have had no personal growth in this whole entire <laughs> year. So I'm going to try and say something different. Which is just to like practice in the mirror. Just like I think now that we have we're in a post TikTok world, the entire game has changed, right? Like you can no longer go out to the dance floor and copy your mates and expect to have some sort of revelationary, um, transcendent experience, right? I think now we're at the point where you need to be in your house, you need to be practicing in front of the mirror, watching. Um, I'm trying to remember what her name is now. What's her name? The really famous one. TikToker. Yeah. 
Oh, I've not. Either. The main, he just <laughs> My entire to... TikTok feed is just like year 12 football humor at this point. <laughs> like, it's so perfectly curated that I'm not getting any of the normal people. The algorithm is just <laughs> feeding. It knows me too well. Um, so, yeah, I think that I think that now we're at the point where um, significant practice, and we're talking eight to 12 hours a day in front of the mirror, is the only way. Because everyone else is going to be doing that right now. You're going to go back to Cindy's and... You're going to be expecting big things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did you say at the time? I think I said to copy your mates. You did, but there was something that I took from it which was even more important. And that was, imagine that you're really agreeing with the song. <laughs> 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 that is timeless advice. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a song that there's like a really interesting example. Like Simon and Garfunkel, Hello Darkness, My Old <laughs> Just really agreeing with it, nodding your head. That's exactly <laughs> what I feel. Okay, let's do one more of these and then we'll talk about something a little bit different. Um, so episode three so episode two we had jamie on and episode three we had sanya on and she named this person jingle nuts it was around christmas and jingle nuts asked i never know the lyrics to a song that comes on in the clubs or i never know the lyrics to any songs every time a banger comes on everyone is singing their hearts out and i just have to pretend that i'd rather focus on dancing than waste my energy saying the words in reality i'm desperately trying to hide the fact i don't know any of the words to ladbrook grove what do I do other than revise the words at my desk before Friday Cindy's? I'm on a new wave now, which is, it's, I think it's quite lame to sing certain songs. The kind of songs that are really like grandiose and make people feel epic, I think it's kind of lame to sing them now. Um, so that's my new, that's my new hot take. Um, okay, so don't even, don't even pay attention. Don't even bother. Keep your mouth shut. Don't, the moment you open your mouth in a club, you've lost. That's what I say. That's huge. Um, and I guess we won't have this problem because next time we go to the club, everyone's going to be wearing masks, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're normal now anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I really can't remember. I must have said, this is, I, I reckon, knowing myself, I probably just said to like pretend, just pick a line and say it over and over again or something. <laughs> okay, so what you actually said is, don't sing along. Just encourage your mates a lot by saying good job, friend, but in a more laddy way. <laughs> that is a great piece of advice to me. Wow. I, th- I really think I've, I gave good advice. <laughs> You've been characterised as this kind of the, the silly advice giver at times. But perhaps this is an unfair generalisation. Actually- year two, we need a whole new dynamic. So I'll be the, I'll be the one like not giving proper advice and yeah. you'll be the one actually taking it properly seriously and yeah although to and be fair neither of us have been given good advice this, this whole time what do you think of what do you have any do you think your opinions changed what how are you responding to my advice which out of the advice that i gave now versus the advice i gave then which do you prefer oh to be fair i actually don't know if your advice has got better or if it's just got more eloquently explained <laughs> because <laughs> Because, I mean, you bring out a lot of the comedy in the show. And I think that um, you've got, well, we've both got better at kind of 
dragging that out as opposed to just like uh, and like create like merging it into actual advice as opposed to just saying it and then act saying the actual advice yeah um so i don't know i think we've our, our broadcasting style has improved but i don't know if our advice has i think that the the first time i remember that it was the first episode of week of second time i think it was just the two of us that episode and yeah. that was what I remember, like, we, we must have spent, I, I can't remember what it was about, but we spent, like, 15, 20 minutes talking about this one topic, and I was, like, and, and then we went for the um, music break, and we both looked at each other, and we're like, this, this is it, right? This is, like, A, that was, I think, like, we were really happy with that segment, and B, we were like, this is the kind of, form we'd hit our format right, and that was kind of what it was going to be for the rest of, rest of the time. I feel like I've been we've both been watching The Last Dance and that was a very Last <laughs> Dance-esque moment was it? <laughs> it was like and I knew that I took the shot that won us the championship <laughs> <laughs> that was our, our buzzer beater moment so we'll come back to a few of those questions later but just for now Arjun um I want to ask some questions that aren't necessarily reflecting about the show but are reflecting about our first year because it has come to an end well at least we'll come to an end next week so firstly Arjun what are you going to miss about being a fresher at uni so you emailed you emailed you let's pretend we're that professional you emailed me the, the questions <laughs> earlier today yeah. and immediately like the the first thing that I came to my head when I was reading this question was like the freedom the kind of idea that I have that everything is in front of me um and that like the next three years are ours for the taking and we're like the new breed you know this is ours now I feel like in second year maybe I'm gonna have a greater sense of like being in the middle of something and that my sense of time has been shifted from being like this is it and everything's in front of me and I have there are so many opportunities to kind of oh okay I'm I'm here now I don't know if I don't know if I've articulated that very well, but this is a bit of feeling shift, maybe. No, not you mean, and it's also like the pressure to get things right are quite is quite low, because yeah. it's like it might not have felt like that at the time, but I think looking back, definitely that was part of it in being like, okay, so it's my first week of uni, like just enjoy it. There's no, I don't have to commit to anything, and the whole of the first term definitely, but second term a bit less, but it's still like my whole uni career I've got to sort things out yeah whereas second year it's like you're in the middle of it yeah start balancing the beginning and the end and I suspect especially coming off the back of having lost a term essentially I think those feelings are just going to be more acute um so that was that's my like that was my big thing that came immediately to my mind what about you what was your I think my so I was thinking about this as well and I think my what I'm going to miss is also quite similar to what I'm not going to miss. But, okay, so I'll just say, so I think getting to a place where I don't know anyone, or I know very few people, and being absolutely terrified, but also very, very excited. Mm-hmm. And and I think the, the perfect feeling was like after a month, and looking back and being like, I'm really happy yeah. with where I am. And just, just, so I wrote a diary for the first term of uni and uh, I was reading it back recently. And it's just like, you know, you look at 
all those conversations that you had with people with absolutely random people that you never spoke to again like most of my conversations with in the first couple of days i never spoke to those people again but it's just that process being ahead of you of being like i'm going to speak to loads of people and then staying up until 3 a.m chatting with a friend on the stair on like on the staircase just being like this is i have a thing with a friend of mine where we um a home friend of mine where we talk about um you know, things that are just classic life which is like classic things that you um you would expect to see in a coming of age film yeah, yeah. and Stand by me you've got you like oh the camera pans out yeah it's like it's like um cycling in at at uh, sunset with a friend or something it's just that classic moment and and there were so many of those moments in freshers when you just get to know someone you're staying up late talking to them talking about deep things and it's just that classic like this is a formative experience and I'm living in it and knowing that I'm living it, which is what and I'm going to In those moments is the kind of perfect level of unknown versus known, whereby you can kind of imagine an unlimited potential future. Whereas now it's kind of, you have certain ideas about the patterns and rhythms of life and of your friends back then, right? It was just like this perfect kind of um, stasis i don't know yeah i I completely i know what you mean what about the practical things what about like the the change in just practical situation next year that's a good question i think i'm mm, i'm probably gonna miss um eating being cooked meals by the college because i'm probably gonna have to adapt and make my own food it was just as a as a very practical thing um i'm gonna miss um, oh, I don't know what. Like, what, what do you mean by? Well, of- so I was thinking of for us, most of the freshers. Well, all the freshers were living in one of two buildings. Yeah. And the majority of the freshers were basically within the staircase of each other, right? Like you can. It was every. You know, it got to the at the end of the first term, right? I was got into the rhythm of like going downstairs, like still in my pajamas, like knocking on a few of my mates' doors, and we could have breakfast together. And it was like so. It was like living in one big house. Right. Whereas now everyone's gonna be spread out, which is and we didn't ballot well, so we're kind of my friends are quite split up. So that practically is probably a bit bit worse. Mm. Yeah, no, I think there are definitely for people who are going into freshers, um, and we'll talk a, a, more about this later. But I definitely think there are so many things that it, it might just be absolutely terrifying, but it's just the the feeling of being at uni for the first time just feels like something completely revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And that is just so exciting. Okay, um, so let's come back to then a few more questions that we got. Um, so this is episode four of season one, which is term one. And I believe we had Ross on the show. Yeah. And he named this person after his sister, Sanya. And Sanya asked, so again, Christmas, I don't know what to get someone for Secret Santa. Like, I kind of know them, but I don't really. Do I just go for chocolates or do I go for a more risky strategy? And your answer here, Arjun, was brilliant because it I don't understand it at all. But what would you say now if you're thinking of getting your, for, the, for the freshers next year who would have to deal with this issue? I have some ideas of what I might have said. <laughs> Potentially, I might have said buy them loads of presents, and then when they give you, when you get your present, you can like be like, oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and then you like <laughs> lift up the toilet seat, and you have like eight different like price ranges in there <laughs> to pick out. Um, maybe I said stalk their Instagram. I feel like that was a potential gold mine of information. Um, 
What would I say now? What do you think? With Secret Santa is so far off. We have months to plan for the perfect heist. I really don't know. But I think the thing that I took from this show was that it's about being creative um, and making something rather than um, buying something necessarily. Yeah. So if, if you can make something meaningful, they will appreciate it a lot more than if you just buy something from the shop. Okay, I have it, I have it, I have it. Okay, go on. I've just realised. Um, okay, so i got two things to say. First of all, off the back of this show, I remember going to Alfred and I, who um, was, you know, is one of our friends in the same French group as Ross, needed to get um, his secret Santa. I think it was for Ross, right? So I went with him and he was like, he didn't have any idea what to get. Um, so I went with him. And like we were just running around Wilco's. I don't know when we were like, sorry, Ross, now that you like the the the, cl- the blindfold is off and you realize how terribly planned this was. <laughs> Alfred was just convinced. He found this like 30 pound troll and the budget was like a tenner or something. <laughs> and this 30 pound troll. And Alfred was convinced it was going to be like the best present ever. He just got it in his head that this was like, this was it. Um <laughs> And I, I spent like a half an hour to an hour in Wilco, like talking him out of it. Um, but I, I kind of am annoyed with myself for doing that because I think go with your heart, like get that troll. Um, <laughs> so maybe sometimes the solution is just to spend an hour in Wilco. Also, I, always, I also think that if when entering a secret Santa, if you think about everyone who's participating and if 25%, if, if, for 25% of the people who are participating, you can't think of what to get them. Don't enter. You shouldn't be doing a secret Santa with them anyway. Like, <laughs> Fair enough. I think you said a lot of those things um, on the show. What I took from your answer that I wrote down was, my great idea for secret Santa is, only get things out of bins. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. That's such a good idea. No! That's a fantastic idea. It's no, so good. It's like upcycling. It's really good for the environment as well. So that's the only thing it's good for. Do you do you remember what you got in your secret Santa this year? Did you participate in any, and what did you get? I did participate in, and I feel terrible now because I don't remember what I was given. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I do. I got like some kind of pack of like jokes, like it was like some kind of party thing that you whip out and this could like hundreds of jokes written down so i think that was my early stage of my comedic development and, and since then there's been a considerable uptake in the kind of comedic ratings of a fresher take right exactly. you know imdb is going crazy for us ever since you got that gift so fair enough do you remember what you got given um i did actually i got such that was a really cute moment actually at the end of um first term we all sat down and like the first present got opened and it was such a nice present. And then the second one, and it was like so nice as well. And it kept going. Everyone was like, when is the streak going to end? Like, I remember thinking like, and everyone got such well thought out presents. And it was a really cute moment. And Adair, um, who's also been on the show, got me um, loads of like snooker accessories. Hmm. Um, because we love, we kind of got addicted to playing pool or snooker pool. Well, yeah. So that was, it was lovely. Hmm. Okay. So for anyone who's thinking about their secret answer next year. Um, just follow all of Arjun's advice, except for the bin advice, which I've got to say, I veto. Um, so the next one was still Christmas related. This was the last episode of season one. We really dragged out Christmas. <laughs> we did. The thing is, is that 
Oxbridge terms end, we would have ended on like the 10th of December or something, right? So like that was still... It started in like December <laughs> the 2nd. Um, okay, so this person, I think this was Adair's show, and he called this person Rudolph. And the question was, I can't wait to go home for Christmas, but there is one stress. I'm worried that I'm that although I've had a decent time in my first term, my friends have had a way better time. I don't want to have to sit through their amazing, crazy stories about how many friends they've made with gritted teeth. What should I do to allow myself to enjoy reuniting with all my friends at home? Well, now that we've had we had those Christmas holidays, we had Easter. Where do you situate yourself in the ranking of your friends? Like, are you quite in terms of what you perceive to be their experiences? That's a really interesting question. I think. I am at the upper end. Okay. There are people who will, you know, talk a lot more about how, about all their friends and um, all their experiences they have. I am, I generally kind of keep a lot of those things between me and my Cambridge friends as opposed to like just, I don't know, I feel like it's, I want to discuss our friendship with my actual friends rather than with other people. But I guess that's a matter of opinion. Um, But I think in terms of how much I, like enjoyed it and was proud of it in my experience I think I was probably at the upper end so I think there are some people who kind of was just finding their feet um when I think I by the end of second term I was kind of like you know this is actually I really think uni is for me whereas for some people they were still figuring that out yeah what about you so to continue the finding of female metaphor I feel like I was standing at the end of first in fact I was like running I was galloping at the end of first term right but I think some point in second term I did definitely like trip slightly okay um so i i I, at the first end of first time i on the way back for christmas i was like i a was very conscious of that question because i I kind of i very quickly realized that like lots of people weren't having very good experiences and like you know and i felt really bad for them um but like in my head i was i was also like i'm i was having such a good time um and you know i was in the top tier of people's experiences at uni and then sec- I got for Easter term, obviously it's slightly different. I haven't gone to the pub and seen them in the same way, but I definitely signed of a fallen down. I think lots of people found their feet who hadn't the first term and they found the groups. So they, their experiences improved. And like for me, like I think I had a slightly worse time in second term. So right. I think for sure, like I kind of slid down to like a kind of middling, upper middling position. That's quite interesting. So you kind of had the experience of just being absolutely flying, um, and also just having that really, really common experience of being good, but like not, yeah. not unbelievable. And, and I think the thing is for me was, I, I think that that's kind of a difficult one because it's like at the end of the kind of the last night of first King's Mingle, right? Like that was an, inc- like that is one of the best nights of my life. And I just like the feeling of catharsis and like looking back, it was such like a very, it was one of those life moments, right? Like we, right. we kind of knew this was like an incredible time. We'd all become such good friends over the course of the two months and it was such a lovely time. And then you leave for six weeks and it kind of builds up in your mind, right? And in no way can anything ever live up to A, that level of catharsis and then B, like having built on that nostalgia for, for six weeks, right? Mm. And it's just kind of inevitable that whatever happens in second term, it's, it's going to be matched against something which is impossible to ever replicate. Right. Um. So then, like, immediately, when things just become good or, like, or, or mediocre, it's, it, like, it, it feels worse than it is, even if it's not that bad, because it's kind of compared to... Right. Exactly. And I think that's the thing to be wary of in Fresh's term, is that 
there are such highs in terms of, um, you know, I mean, for me, I was going out um, clubbing pretty much for the first time. Um, um, and I was doing that fairly regularly, getting drunk, which I never really did particularly before, uh, meeting loads of new people, which I hadn't done for years and years. Um, and that's just so many like new, vibrant, exciting things. And there, it is definitely easy to um, kind of in second term and third term, perhaps maybe third term would have been better because we would have had exams and it would have shaken up a bit. But definitely the tendency is to kind of flatline a bit. Yeah. And that can be a bit depressing. But I think there is another way of looking at it, which I did, which was just like, I'm actually really content with how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and the friends that I have, I'm really fond of. And this is where, this is like, looking back, this is where I wanted to be in second term before I started uni. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, which kind of kept me content in my in my position in uh, Fresh's year. Okay, so let's do maybe one more um, question and then we'll go into another reflection on first year. So this was season two, episode one. Um, and I think it's... Yeah, what, was, what, was, what did I end up saying? What was oh, the, what like, you were saying, yeah, sorry. Contemporary advice. You ended up saying that, and this is the best advice I think you gave in season one. Wow. <laughs> and it was, that, in my opinion, and this was that the people who talk about their friends and stuff haven't necessarily had a better time. They might just be better storytellers. Um, and your advice was practice your storytelling skills. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Which I think is very good advice. Um, so one more then, and that's from when it was just us, as you said. And this was after this question. This is when you said we had this uh, Michael <laughs> Jordan moment. Yeah. Um, and the question is, after spending lots of time with my home friends, so this is after the break, I wonder that I won't be able to form as close connections with people while at uni than my home friends. I have some friends, but I just can't see them ever being like my home friends. Have I just not made the right friends yet? Or is it a matter of time with the ones I've made so far? That's a very interesting question to look back on from yeah. six weeks, for, uh, eight weeks forward from that point, right? Um, and I suppose it's even more interesting because kind of quarantine has put all friends on the same level in terms of you don't see anyone. So it's a kind of natural division. Uh, yeah. What do you think? I, what are your. Yeah. So I agree. This is a fascinating question to ask now mm-hmm. um, because it's like now is almost you have a direct comparison. Yeah. One day you'll be on a call with your home friends and the next day you'll be on a call with your Cambridge friends. And I think that absolutely you can make friends that are as close as your home friends yeah. and they're, they're close for different reasons yeah. my home friends a lot of them I'm friends with um because we still have shared interests but mainly it's just because we had shared interests at the time that we became friends years and years ago and we we're bonded by the shared experiences that we've had mm-hmm. in Cambridge now having been we were there for two terms and we have I have shared experiences with a lot of them and so much more happens in those two terms than happened in years prior so I have lots of shared experiences now that I didn't have after the end of first term and also I feel um sometimes I feel with some of my uni friends compared to some of my home friends I find very like more comfortable with my Cambridge friends because we bonded over talking about certain issues which I just don't talk about with my home friends I think, honestly, I think it's perhaps slightly gone the other way. And, and I'm kind of worried now that, like, how can you ever be closer to anyone than you are in the kind of the throes of what is a very kind of special experience of term time 
and the, the kind of bonds that you make. I just wonder, like, in, in my in my whole entire life, not just in my secondary school mates, but like going forward, will are you ever closer to or is it possible to even be closer to like as many people as I am now in such a way as you know that the Cambridge and um, then uni in general encourages? I'm not sure. But I think I'd probably agree in that like there's there's a certain there's a certain it's so strange because we're talking like we're just like never happened uni but we we literally were only there for four months but um but yeah no i think i agree that that there's a certain connection that you have with your uni friends that is that is built over hours and hours of of talking at midnight and beyond that you don't have with your home friends well it's 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 like the sitcom i know we talked about this a few weeks ago but it's the kind of when you hear people the casts of sitcoms talking about (laughs) the experience over 10 seasons you know, it's, it's, it's the same kind of feeling of this incredibly intense and kind of strange thing that you're part of, right? That it, it's a special way of bonding people. Okay, so having... Oh, what, what did you say? Sorry. You said it's just a case of, it's just a case of time. Hang in there. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they hung in there and uh, developed um, meaningful friendships. So on that note, what are you not going to miss about being a <laughs> <laughs> oh i really i you go first you go first because okay. maybe you'll give some inspiration because i was struggling so i was thinking about this question and my instinct was to say what i'm not going to miss is the uncertainty of not knowing what's going to happen and not knowing whether i'm going to make friends and not knowing whether i'm going to be happy at uni but and i know now that i am happy at uni and i have got close friends but in a way I, i've still got massive massive uncertainties yeah it's just different, different uncertainties. They're different. And I have massive uncertainties about what do I want to do in the future. I have massive uncertainties about um, whether um, I, although it feels like I've done enough, whether I could have made different choices and whether my uni experience would have been improved, even though I'm happy now, which is obviously not a good way to think. And obviously love related uncertainties have persisted. Um, so I'm not going to say that I'm, that I'm not going to miss feeling uncertain because I think that's just in eternal part of being young and perhaps being human um overly profound um for a bit for a fresher take but maybe okay so what i'm not going to miss is although it's extremely exciting um freshers week and constantly feeling like you're having you have to perform and now that i have close people and that even if even if um so the thing is now when I meet new people I know that I don't have to befriend them because I've got other people at you but in freshers week you're like oh god I have to befriend this person because I might never find anyone else so I'm not going to miss the idea that you have to perform at your highest at all times um in order to make friends because I know that I've got some friends that appreciate me even though I'm not acting at my peak at all times any inspiration from that Adam? Oh, I don't think so no I was just <laughs> Because um, I love I love the invitation to perform. Like I like the pressure of needing to like perform. Right, I think that that just makes people perform. Right, and it, it, I I don't I never get tired of that. Um, okay. Or at least I didn't get tired of it. Maybe I will one day. Um, so no, I don't think I'm gonna miss anything really about being a fresher. I guess like the kind of the inherent inferiority. I'm quite excited to lord my <laughs> seniority over a bunch of new freshers. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, 
fair enough. I mean, that just shows that you had a very positive experience or that you, um, well, we'll get on to what, what you wish you did differently in a bit. But um, that's very interesting. I think for me, definitely, it's, it's part of it is, is not having to, is not having to just like reflect the best of me at all times. But clearly you, you love that challenge and uh, that's what makes you take. <laughs> do you reckon, do you, when like, when you're in the shower or when you're like going to bed, do you, do you hit moments where like you were like, oh, like I, I really underperformed that day. Like, do you, do you, um, is Gary Lineker like in your head, sat, <laughs> yeah, like, sat around a table, like, wow, shocking. I'm better in this though. No, I think not really like the whole day, but I'll sometimes think, oh, I like, I was not, I was not on my peak in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, by the end of, of Freshers, I was quite like, you know, I honestly like sometimes often I'll just, I would just take the piss in conversations yeah. and not not really contribute massively but just entertain myself which when, when I'm when I am at that point where I can purely be in conversations too for my own amusement I know that I'm, I'm in a good place <laughs> okay um let's go through a few more um questions uh, from earlier so this was episode seven so season two episode two um and this was Liam was on the show so Liam says, um, no, Liam named the person Teresa, and Teresa said, my flatmate is 16, doesn't know how to clean up, and asks me to buy her vodka. What do I do? Oh my gosh, what did I say? Well, she's probably, she's 17 now, so that's that's, <laughs> that's a start. <laughs> One more year. Um, we all concluded that this was a very awkward situation to be in when you have a flatmate who is underage. Yeah. Um, this was like a, probably a question as well right like someone like yeah yeah yeah. these were yeah so this is i'll tell you what you said arjun you said to take her under your wing <laughs> oh that's a weird thing to say <laughs> that is such a, i hope that came in the context of qualifications and and um God, this, was, this question was from another girl though so slightly um, less weird yeah i mean I, I do think I think I stand by taking her under the wing and under your wing and this and you know to try and teach them how to wash up and be a good role model in their life. Um, maybe don't buy them vodka, buy them buy them like beer or something that they can get drunk. Um, well, I mean that was. Uh, what none did, you of say? did you say something different? Um, I think I disagreed with take her under your wing. I think I was just like try um, not to, not try not to be mean, but like. Don't buy them vodka. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that was season two, episode two. Season two, episode three um, was just us, I think, for some reason. Um, I can't remember why. But anyway, and um, the person was called Nigel. I hate small talk. How do I get better at it or learn to tolerate inane chat? I, I, remember, I probably said something about how I really struggled to empathise with... <laughs> people like that uh we had a very long conversation about although i can now sympathize with nigel because like i feel like zoom has brought out in me like yeah like sometimes on zoom calls and like that kind of thing i really can't be asked um i I do find myself sitting there like staring at myself like why am i why do i care Well, well, I'll that, tell you that we, we reached no conclusion. And we we didn't, reached no conclusion? Okay. Yeah, one of the few questions where we didn't actually know what to say. Um, but now, looking back, I think, you know, small talk's a part of life. Um, yeah. You I have yeah. become get, Having more interests in life makes you more interested in small talk in general. I think that, like, 
you're able to engage the more your interest the more you have personal interests the kind of the more you're able to engage with other people right um and i think that that probably for me would be the the kind of building block of um becoming interested in other people is become an interesting person yourself right um well um, that's quite a big ask but um (laughs) to become a more some of us are still working on it (laughs) (laughs) okay um let's go back to a reflective question of this year um do you wish that you did anything differently in first year so this was the question that I actually think I have the most to say. Let's go. Um, some like small practical things, some like larger, wider things. I think the big one for me was this kind of, uh, I wish I was just like more suggestive and more, um, what's the word? Preemptive, not preemptive and not aggressive, not, not assertive or aggressive, but like I wish I took the initiative and just suggested to people to do things like every so often I would like I kept I you know I would consistently have like fun conversations with people in hall and like um I'd meet a few people in the night out and, and I never said to anyone I don't think in the entire year like oh like let's ju- like should we go and get like should we go and get a drink as a group or even like one-on-one right and I, I just think I probably should have done that more um second thing is I wish I got like social media sorted out more quickly <laughs> um in terms of Facebook especially I just think that like that is probably one of the reasons why I didn't do that right at the start. Um, and like even now, I'm still like making the same decisions. I'm still like not taking up the initiative. And I also guess I wish I drank coffee. I, this is an interesting one. I like I spent too much time sleeping and too much time watch. Like I just think that was like such wasted hours. I could have just drunk loads of coffee and just stuck with it, right? And I should because like it's that's like it's valuable time when you are at uni. Mm. when i'm at home it's fine i can sleep for 12 hours a day <laughs> not uni what did you what about you what was your um i definitely um sympathize a lot with the kind of like to take the initiative more and i also agree with that a lot i think for me i kind of wish that i had been more confident to ask girls that i liked um to <laughs> do things with them uh, to hang out um with people with girls that i liked or to go out maybe just be bold in that regard because you know there is really is not much to lose and I felt like there was a lot to lose yeah and so if I could go back to my first year self I would be more ambitious or more assertive in that regard I think see I keep like sometimes I think about these that kind of idea and I'm like oh like I definitely should do that but then I just think like I've had these revelations before and it's never stuck (laughs) yeah who I am true Um, but no (laughs) I agree with you I agree I think maybe um, second year, having missed this third term, maybe that'll be an added impetus. Yeah. Um, hopefully. But, you know, I definitely think in terms of just, like, to say to more, not even just people that you fancy, but just to more people that you don't know very well. Yeah. Um, that you admire. Just be more assertive to say, want to hang out. Because I did do that a few times and it went really well. Yeah. So, um, But that was pretty much only at the end of second term. So I kind of wish I'd done that, discovered that life hack earlier. Yeah. Um, ask for what you want is is the yeah absolutely um let's go to another clip um because i find this quite interesting it's the last episode of a fresher take that we did on cam fm it's quite interesting to hear what we what our thoughts were at the time um so just let's listen to that now we've heard that ellie's science trip 
is cancelled. Yeah. Lots of bops Sad around, time. lots of colleges cancelled. Um, what are we going to do? Is this the end? Is this the end? It might actually be the end. I think, no, I, I know you're joking, but this is actually a profound change in our society. Do you really think? Yeah. I think it's kind of really interesting seeing the change from, like, you know, at the start when everyone's making all the jokes, like, ha ha ha, coronavirus. <laughs> now it's like it's our actual day to day lives are being affected by this now. Like, the fact that, like, my trip's been cancelled and the f- we might not come back next term, that's huge. Do you, oh, know, do you, remember, do you remember all those. Oh, wait, what were you talking about? <laughs> 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 you know, all those memes that were at the first was like, first day of the new year was World War Three, second day was coronavirus third day was whatever like now it's real now coronavirus is actually like a thing we can't we kind of put it in that one day so is this bigger than brexit is this bigger than trump this is the biggest thing that's happened in our lifetimes i think do you really think i think so and that's the historian speaking so he would know mm. <laughs> but this uh, is- probably like maybe 2008 maybe trump but this is definitely up there i actually do think I'm it might have been 2008 considering the yeah. financial crisis from that last but th- they're saying it might be a financial crash now yeah, that's Th- this show is absolutely breeding misinformation. Yeah, <laughs> we should say that we have no expert, have no knowledge. knowledge. We're someone interested in rocks, history, and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh but true. <laughs> well, I um, don't know. Maybe our prepared advice should be wash your hands. No, have you I been washing your hands? I think our prepared Indeed. advice should be like we should be be ready to self isolate and like really? be ready to stop, quarantine. Stop piling. Don't start. No, no, don't. No, no, start, not stop like piling. not like stop piling hand soap. Stop piling things to do like entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like books and I don't know what if the internet. If you haven't goes got down. a Netflix subscription yet. No, well, they'll, they'll probably make it free. In Italy, they made Amazon Prime free. Did they actually? Yeah. And also Pornhub. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no, Pornhub Premium is free and Amazon Prime is free. Well, <laughs> lots they've of always got back, haven't they? Okay. Yeah, they've always. It's fantastic advertising for them, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Well. That's um, weird that that's yeah, happened. So um, uh, well, I hope they'll make one. Well, yeah, we should probably fresh. make Fresher Take available. Oh, I think publicly. You've got put it into the public domain. Yeah. For sure. Um, and perhaps we should be making podcasts throughout um, oh, next term, despite the fact we probably won't be here. Um, this is the thing. I think it's made me feel quite sad. Yeah. Because it's a massive nuisance and also like well it's it is it's like a big it's a big I mean people are dying but no but, I mean that's that's like part of it isn't it it's like yeah. this whole like psychological shift of like you just it's so annoying and it's like yeah feels unnecessary yeah it's, it, it, like to me it actually doesn't feel real like uh, no. until today kind of today just by speaking to you Arjun yeah I've really apocalyptic dystopian it. predictions it hasn't really felt real for me. The lights have just gone off as they do. The mood lighting's on. Um, for me, it hasn't felt real until today. Yeah. And now I'm actually just thinking, oh my God. Yeah. The next three months out of our lives are going to be crazy. Maybe. Or they're just going to be really boring as we're trapped or inside. Or really boring, yeah. Like, ugh. This is, it'll be a good little psychological experiment for humans. Hmm. Yeah, well, what, this like, is a good how experiment do we do when in like, shuts down? non-physical intimacy. Digital intimacy, Josh. This is true. Like people are gonna like be WhatsApp calling each other, FaceTime each other. We're gonna develop new modes of communication, which kind of the Earth's probably Earth's lungs are gonna get a little bit of a relief. Probably, yeah. People aren't gonna fly, and maybe this is what maybe this is what we need. This is Mother Nature fighting back. Because yeah. yeah. people are gonna stop driving. God. Hmm. I wonder if it was like conspiracy theory premeditated for wow. climate change, climate change activists. Ellie perpetrating <laughs> the alt right conspiracy theories live on like, FM. In times like this, when there's kind of this natural inclination to distrust and to um, like 
you know, there's a lot of kind of, I would see partisan sort of mild xenophobia going around towards other countries and that kind of thing, right? There's this kind of them versus, it, it very much breezes them versus us mentality, like small acts of kindness are massive in times like this. So, Arjun, is that prophetic or is it naive? Uh, <laughs> First of all, I, I was listening to myself, I felt like a bit of an arsehole in that um, clip. I felt like I was really talking over Ellie, so if you're uh, listening, um, I'm sorry. Uh, God, what a time that was, eh? I really, uh, looking, hearing that back, I'm like, we should have just been trying to have fun, you know, enjoy our last remnants of freedom. I remember talking to you maybe a week before the end of term and you, or maybe it was the day of the show or something. It was on the stairs at K, right? Exactly. It was on the staircase of, um, of where I lived. And it was, and you were just telling me that this is massive. And I was like, Are you, no, because I mean, you could hear me in that. I was like, is this going to be bigger than Brexit? I mean, what a dumb question, considering now what's happened. And you were absolutely right in your your doomsday analysis of it. But looking back, it's just like, I mean, that was the day after Liverpool v Atletico had happened. Because yeah. I remember, because I'd won um, money betting. And... Um, that, that was your right like i was like to you the world's gonna end you were like mate i just won like a hundred quid <laughs> <laughs> i'm high on my betting experience if no one else is high off coronavirus um and i was like you just brought it crashing down for me and now looking back i was like how the hell did we not <laughs> see this sooner i think i could i can kind of i could hear how anxious i was in my head about the whole thing I like I, I was listening to that and feeling like that was not that's not how I usually sound on or like when we're on our fresh take things right it's quite keen to say a lot wasn't I like I had a lot on my head yeah um, wow interesting looking back to see what what we were all saying because to a certain extent we were right but to a certain extent um we didn't really see the huge impact that, and, and you said you know this is going to be the new way for online communication which We've discussed heavily in the quarantine podcasts. Interesting. So, having heard our thoughts yeah. prior, um, I'll ask you. I'll ask you one more question. We got. I'll ask you two more, but one one for now. What would your best advice be um, for people who are listening who are going to be freshers next year? And obviously, it's hard to say what their experience is going to be like, but just generally. What do you? What did you do well that you think other people should follow, and what did you do badly that you think other people should do differently? I think that what I did quite well was I was just very. I think you've got to be really comfortable about getting to know a lot. You're going to meet so many different kinds of people, and the kind of, you know learn to. You'll learn very quickly to adapt and to like you'll know what you want to say about yourself and just like make sure you're listening and just like the basics of conversation is just like uh, be inquisitive about other people because actually people love talking about themselves and also it's the it's, it's unless you're unless you're willing to ask the questions that like you're never really going to f- find out because because everyone in freshers week I and mean, in the first month almost is in this mode of like stock com- you kind of get into this robotic I'm going to say the same thing over and over again right you really have to ask left field questions and like be inquisitive and like very attentive and ask interesting things and that will a snap people out of that automatic mode and b 
it's the only way that you're really going to find out whether like you could potentially be really good mates with these people for me i found like it's a very in, important way of doing that and it's and it's interesting like from like looking back now i can remember the conversations and the moments where like we became i became really good friends with people right that's that's definitely similar to my advice like i think some people just thrive in group settings and some people don't and i think my advice would be i i do like group settings most of the time but sometimes i feel like you know as everyone does sometimes you're on the fringes or um you're not you know having the perfect time but i think the perfect place to be is if you have a friend or a few friends that you're often in a group setting with and even if you're not having you know your your your, your level of chat isn't at its peak finest that day you've got that person or those few people that you can just you know make eye contact with and smile yeah. and just who kind of have your back but not even in like a particularly active way but just in like you know that there are people there that just that are just happy to be spending time with you and that comes from one-on-one conversations yeah. and i think grab every opportunity to have a one-on-one conversation with someone if you're too tired then you'll sleep tomorrow or if you're i think it's much better to lose sleep over making one-on-one connections or or, or like three of you a maximum four probably connections than going out late with, in massive groups because that can just be sometimes insufferable but spending time with small groups or, or pairs and just spending dedicating time for that even if you never speak to them again just it does so much for your social skills and does um, so much for forming relationships i yeah and i i completely agree and also just be you gotta be patient with it it's, it is so it's all about luck right like if i hadn't had certain conversations in the first few days like it could have taken me a few more weeks to realize and you know like i feel comfortable now that like i probably would have ended up with the same friends but like it might have taken me longer to get to them or even I could have potentially met them sooner. Right. And it's like, just, you've got to be stick with it and like, don't lose hope because actually sometimes it takes, you know, a term. Like I've spoken one of my good friends, like um, she's graduated now. She's like, she, it took her a year and um, to find like her mate. She's, you know, the people she hung out in the first year were like, not. Right. No, exactly. Um, yeah. I think that's probably the best. But do you have, I mean, I know this is really boring, but do you have any work related advice? uh this is actually something that i think i did so well actually first term a first year was like just don't deep it i think like so and i I never have been like this i mean like but like so many people deep the work so on the humanity side especially i I can't speak for sciences i expect it's quite different um because if you fall behind you do fall behind so maybe ignore this if you're a scientist but i just don't deep it too much like you'll see what at the end of the day, your essay is a ticket to a supervision. And like, yeah. once you're in the door, like you'll learn so much. And like, it doesn't, you don't have to, you know, completely um, reinvent the wheel in every single essay. Like it's nice to sometimes put loads of effort into an essay, but like most of the time, like make sure you know, you understand the like main arguments surrounding your topic and um, read quite, like read a reasonable amount, but don't overstretch yourself. Like don't, if, if you're working beyond midnight, like, and you'd you know like you don't really have to you can just email in your essay a thousand words and be like look i'm sorry i've done the reading but here it is yeah just don't deep it the work i completely agree with that and i think um 
even i mean my advice would be study philosophy because if you don't want much work then that's just the perfect course <laughs> for you um but also i would say that like looking back at my essays now i'm actually really really proud of where i've gone even though i didn't spend i actually think i spend more time at the beginning yeah. than i do now on my essays um i spend a lot, lot more time on the reading now than i um do on the on the writing but at the beginning you know i would just write down what all these different philosophers said and i'd be like i'm i'm so proud of this now i'm like i read one or two philosophers and I'll be like, okay, I'll kind of explain generally the arguments and I'll explain them a lot better than I used to and then give my point of view. And I think it's discuss- it's that process which doesn't ne- doesn't really come from really hard work. It just comes from the amount of time that you spend doing the subject. So don't worry about spending so much time doing it because naturally you will improve yeah. o- over the weeks and weeks rather than in that week you've got to read for 20 hours. Um, so let's go to our last two questions that um, we can read over again um, so uh, episode 9 overall was when my brother was on, um, Raphael, and he said Socrates um, and Socrates asked, advice for when two friends in the same friendship group get into a relationship <laughs> oh my gosh what did I say what? <laughs> wow. I think, um, Arjun, I think you can work out what you said because it's an answer that you've given to pretty much polygamy. every should I say polygamy you said polyamory, absolutely. Polyamory, sorry. Po- yeah, still haven't learned the difference between them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. I still think that's fantastic advice. Um, yeah, this but we, this- we've had that experience now where, like, probably, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we had Raphael on, but, um, <laughs> well, it was, but in yeah. new times it wasn't. Like, our friends are now, like, probably more so in relationships, right? Um, we have friends in our friendship groups in relationships. I actually don't really because right. I think in my my god my staircase had relationships galore. I mean the combinations um, were just you know, everyone was um, getting with everyone uh, around me, and it all ended being no one was in a particular relationship with anyone, and everyone had just tried everything they wanted to, and it was all fine. So a little bit of awkwardness throughout, but to be honest, things come and go and people don't consider it that deep especially in freshers yeah so i guess that is a new advice right like just stick with it just keep your old head in the game (laughs) do what you want to do and don't worry about the repercussions ever (laughs) (laughs) um so our final um our final question was when we had laura on um and it was from crystal and crystal wrote it's valentine's day this week and i don't know whether to send a card to a girl i really like in my college thus sending an unsolicited card across the line i don't want to be seen as predatory I mean, that, in, in a post-corona world, right, you've just got to be like, you, you, this is, you're going to regret this at 3 a.m. One, one morning when you've done nothing but watch Netflix all day, so you might as well. Uh, More than ever, you've got to do it. <laughs> you've got to go for it. <laughs> um, Arjun, you wrote a specific message for Crystal, and, and it was to say, Dear X, let me be your meth. Once you try me once, you'll know that I'm the best. So you crafted a card for Crystal. So um, and I remember us all loving that um, <laughs> on the radio and going straight into a song. Um, we're on the 59 minute mark. So I'm going to ask you the final question about reflection. And this is about looking forward. And it's what are your goals for second year? I mean, I would like to... I don't know. I was I, I thinking about this. Like, do I have any academic goals? I suppose I don't want to get a 2-2. I want to get a 2-1 in my first part of my tripod. Um, 
in my head it's like either I'm going to try and like get do amazingly academically like I don't know that's okay don't get lower than a 2-1 <laughs> okay um just keep going out keep in like I hope I really I kind of I'm keen to like kind of expand my friend like in, I have a really good group of mates at college and like I have lots of like individual friends at college which is really nice but now I, I think I want to make some friends at university level and yeah. kind of get involved in more extracurricular stuff I think that I really did nothing last year so now um be very keen to do that nice what about you what's your what um, you look like interesting so I did a lot of extracurricular stuff I think I want to get really into one extracurricular or into a couple of extracurricular things um and I think I can now afford to dedicate more time to extracurriculars than I did because I, I was doing like once a week for a couple hours different things but now I want to do like oh like may, might be comedy it might be something else but I just want to spend a lot of time and you make friends within that circle um doing that kind of thing um as opposed to me being like I can't do spend too much time doing this because I still have to make friends yeah um, but now so I think do you I, think that comedy is going to be the thing that you like I mean, I, I'm guessing it's not going to be the orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess. Um, I think it probably will be. I think it probably will be. And I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, but also, of course, maintaining the really quality friendships that I have at the moment. Um, because I value them deeply. Um, but yeah, I think generally it's going to be a weird second year because it's, in a way it's going to be a continuation of first year that we never had. Um, so yeah, just seize the day. Do as much as I possibly can. Keep keep the first year mentality even when second years might have lost it previously um awesome so it's been a quite a uh, reflect a very reflective show quite an emotional show um and i want to end it by doing two things the first thing i want to do is to i've i listened to the end of all the shows that we did at cambridge and i collected all the prepared advice so this is from us and it's from the guests that we had on so these are all the pre-corona prepared advice Okay. Document it. Try things for the experience. Register to vote. Don't sweat the small stuff. Check your fridge and throw out everything that's out of date. Carry a bag of carrots around. Don't lock yourself out. Have unjustified confidence. Don't worry about how many friends you have. Have self-reflection time every day. Look at the stars. Moisturize. You don't have to shower every day. If you have a bathtub, use it. Take your work less seriously. Don't pick up smoking. Be honest with people. The more stuff you sign up for, the more confidence you get. Download the Kindle app on your phone. Take your work a bit seriously. Take vitamin C. Go see see a comedy at Cambridge. Don't get too caught up in romance. Keep your vibrator charged. If you aren't enjoying yourself at a club, just leave. Stop watching Instagram stories. Learn how to say no. Buy a key ring. Don't sacrifice socialising for the library. Know that someone loves you. Use post-it notes. Whenever you're sad, buy a plant. Put croissants in the microwave and bet once. Wow. I love the, the week that I was like, um, don't take your work too seriously. And then the week after, I was like, ah, scrap that. A little bit, please. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. I think that's a really good, I think those are great piece of advice. I love the fact that that one day you'll have um, like don't get caught too, up too much in work and socialise and the next day it'll be like carry a bag of carrots around. So it's just the perfect variety. <laughs> I, I think that it's a, actually like a very beautiful thing that we created. And I, I think that like 
you know, like a fresh take has just been like so much fun. Um, and having and just even three months on listening back to the clips makes me so happy that I've done this for the very first piece of advice I gave, which was document it. And I, I think that this has just been like such a good way of doing that. And I'm so like grateful because I can, you know, every time we like you talk about one of those pieces of advice I gave or like you gave or whatever we said, I'm just like, I can remember exactly where I was in my head when I was like saying that and like why I said that. And, like, no, it's been, it's been uh, a great ride. Um, and I think let's end our first year on the radio together. And we will be back next year. We will be back on the radio because being in the studio is just one of the highlights of my week every week. Um, so let's listen to this final clip. Um, so let's listen to that. And I should actually say, and we never actually mentioned it at the top of the show, that it's called a fresher take because we're freshers. Yeah. And um, that the, the basically the point of the show is we're getting advice. Just in case we had any credible, like any semblance of credibility <laughs> left, uh, we've only been here four weeks. <laughs> we've been here four we weeks. Really have no idea what's going on. And we think that we have the material to do an hour-long show giving <laughs> advice to students when we've only been students for a month. But I actually would like to see some questions from, from students, maybe from younger students. It might be quite interesting to see. We've, we've probably got slightly more advice to impart. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the biggest piece of advice that we need from you is what next year, when we're second years, what, what are we going to call the show? You know? It's a big, exactly. that's, you know, that's a problem for, for another... For I reckon keep it, you know? I reckon keep it. It's like when uh, extras, Ricky Gervais' extras, just stay being extras even though they stop being one. Oh. I reckon just keep it. They know it. it's iconic at that point. We're gonna be like eighty-five years old. <laughs> or we can pass it. it on. We can find some really fun freshers, and we can pass. We can do a passing of the torch. I, I'm, you know what? I reckon just keep us doing it. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear anyone else's <laughs> voice reading out my punny name. That I <laughs> um, so there you go. And uh, we'll have to make that decision at some point <laughs> whether we're going to keep the name or change it. Yeah. Well, regardless, we've got very exciting things. We've got a few exciting ideas for next year, and hopefully we'll be back. We will be. Uh, And we're not going anywhere, and if you want to contact uh, me and Arjun in the meantime, even though we're not on the airwaves, um, you can DM us on Facebook. I'm Joshua Corboffman, and uh, Arjun is Arjun Dodger. Um, You can DM us on Instagram. You can DM the uh, at a fresher take Instagram. You can email us at a fresher take at gmail.com, and we're not going anywhere. and if you want to tell us anything um, about how we've ruined your life over these last um, few months, then um, we're more than welcome to hear it. Um, but I think all that's left to do is to say to Arjun, thank you so much um, for being on this ride with me. I mean, listening to the first episode back, it's like at the beginning of the show, it was me being like, oh, this is my show and I've got a guest with Arjun. We'll see what happens. But by the end of that episode, even, it was so obvious that it was going to be us doing it um for and we've ended up doing like 24 episodes um and it's it's just been one of the highlights of my times at cambridge and i'm just so delighted that i got to do it with you um and you know we knew each other before we started uni but we've our friendship has grown and through this medium particularly um it has just been so exciting and um, so enjoyable to spend it with you so thank you very much for for coming on this exciting ride with me well i mean i've couldn't really put it better myself I, I like it's so love uh, yeah I mean I've just had we've had I've had this so much fun in the studio every week with you um you know the week that you weren't there I was I, I was I was looking around that there was something <laughs> missing in my heart um, 
and it really has and i it's it's funny when now that we're doing this finale i'm like this is one of the great sitcom finales you know how you know how like when people produce such spectacular bodies of work it's quite difficult to cap them off and i just think you know like you've done such a good job and i think that like from me to you like you've done so much of like the heavy lifting in terms of you're the one who's officially a CamFM member. <laughs> you do like the five-hour training, and um, you do all the editing and operate the switchboard when we have one. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for doing most of that. Like, I, I, I see that and I appreciate that. And hopefully next year we can kind of change, flip the dynamic, and I can actually put, do some of the heavy lifting, even though you do philosophy and it's obviously much easier than history. <laughs> uh, but yeah thank you for the last year it's been so much fun um I remember like coming up going up to your room beforehand like before the first ever episode and like it's just been amazing <laughs> well onwards and upwards and although it's been a strange end to our first year we'll be back with a vengeance in second year um back on the radio so look out for us then and thank you for all of you guys who sent in the questions and I think I relate to most of the questions that you've sent in uh, all, if you want to listen back to the catalogue you can listen to all the ones on Spotify and you can message me if you want to hear some of the old ones because I've got them all downloaded um, and and yeah so thank you very much for listening as well um, I've been amazed about how many people are listening um, and it's just been great to talk to you guys and I'm sorry if I advised any of you to break up with your partners and it didn't go well um, <laughs> but thank you very much everyone for listening thank you Arjun for being with me and um, we'll see you guys hopefully in October next year for year two of maybe not a fresher take.